Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. A drop in the ocean of blonde bimbo. We have to listen to the science. And the science says we're all on a spectrum. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 You are fake news. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, tremendous show. Frankly, the best you can ask anyone about that. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, and I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And the show that almost didn't happen. Holy <laughs> cow. So we're an hour late tonight. I appreciate everyone's patience. But that's because you were in, in route back home from Colorado. I was. I was visiting my brother and my boyfriend... Asked me every single week what time this podcast is at, and then proceeded to book our flights in the middle of this podcast, and then tell me that we were going to be back an hour earlier than we actually were. So it's <laughs> amazing how, this how, is happening. How much time did we have to set up before I hit the live button? I think I walk. I literally walked into my house like three minutes ago. One minute to spare is what I had once everything was all set up. So if you can't tell. I'm just prepping you to, you know, lower your expectations for tonight's show. <laughs> no, we prepared. Lot, We're, ready. We're ready. There is a lot to cover. As the, the title of the stream suggests, we did pre-tape the main event, what you've all been waiting for, the great debate between Blonde and River Gibbs. It happened. I was there. Uh, I think it's actually pretty entertaining, all things considered. Uh, I and I will know. play it. I don't know. It was okay. I, I like cringe. Remember, <laughs> that's why we did it. Anyway. Uh, I will play that in an hour's time, so thank you for your patience on that one. But in the meantime, hey, did you hear Bill Nye has a Netflix show? I did, from every person on the internet. <laughs> that was a thing this week, but people would like us to talk about it, and so I figure we will indulge. Um, it's called uh, Bill Nye Saves the World. It's on Netflix. It's supposedly about science and saving the world. Turns out, uh, scienceless propaganda, but uh, I still watched <laughs> really the whole is. episode. Um, I know we're late to it. I know it's a dead horse. We will discuss it anyway. In full, not just the song, not just the ice cream thing. I'm calling it the uh, the allegory of the ice cream bigot. That is what I'm <laughs> calling that little ice cream skit he did. The whole thing, we'll go through it. Um, plus, ooh, what do these entertainers here have in common? We got Kevin McAllister, Bieber, CeeLo Green, Lady Gaga. They are all part of the Nazi Illuminati, of course. We will explore and explain exactly why. Uh, plus, big uh, piece in the Daily Caller on Friday, linking BAM by any means necessary. This um, one, of the, one of the groups responsible for the, the violent responses to speakers in Berkeley. This piece has some documents that link BAM personnel to NAMBLA, which is the North American Man-Boy Love Association. That is the actual name. That is the actual acronym of this organization. It's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it's a pedophilia advocacy group. So we'll we'll go through that 
decide how seriously to take some of these ties. It's a very interesting piece, at least. Um, plus the White House Correspondents' Dinner. That was last night. The president was not there. And there was attempted and or alleged comedy. And uh, <laughs> we, we might take a look at that. Uh, I don't envy the spot this particular comedian was in. Let's put it that way. Oh, it Tough was spot. his ninth year. Boo-hoo. What, what do you mean? Oh, he's been he, on the... I thought he said at the beginning, um, what, what is his name? Hassan? Oh, he uh... would, No, the joke he made was about... He said this is the ninth year in a row with a Muslim host, but he was joking about Obama oh. being a Muslim. That's what I he thought meant. he was saying he was invited back to his ninth year. No, Not as no. a host, but just as an attendee. I mean, he played the Muslim card like several times several throughout. times yeah i know yeah, and that was one of the gags was like uh get it a muslim was here for eight years previously so it's not that big of a deal because obama's a muslim <laughs> take that conservatives Brilliant. conspiracy it was theories. hard to watch i'm kind of amazed i made it through well yeah between that between bill nye and um and i might if, if i say bill maher accidentally i keep doing <laughs> that so if i say bill maher tonight i mean bill nye let me just say that um between that and and this White House correspondence thing, I've had my fair share of cringe. For a it week, was just but... too much. When I was watching that Bill Nye thing today, I had to stop and take like a ten minute coffee break <laughs> in the middle of it because I was like, "This is just painful." And then once it got to that song, it was oh, get ready, get ready, because we got to go through it once more. Uh, yeah. And then if that's not enough cringe for you, the great debate at the end. Anyway, I've teased it enough. River Gibbs debate will be great. <laughs> uh, it will be all this and more in your favorite RL listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for giving us a review on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us float, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Let's just hop right into Bill Nye. I think I've explained. Most people are pretty familiar. We're not breaking any new ground here, but I know people have asked us to talk about it, so I will. Um, as I said, it is a dead horse, but I think this is so bad. This is a horse that should not have any remains whatsoever. It needs to be nuked. We need to direct Kim Jong-un's nuclear uh, nuclear efforts to to Bill Nye's show. I'm not hoping for death, okay? I'm just hoping for the show to be destroyed. Nobody I died, keep just thinking that it's over, that feminism and social justice warriors, I'm like, all right, they've got to be done. But then when yeah. I watched this, I was like, there's no end to this. There's there, I can't reach yeah. the bottom of this social justice warrior nonsense. So, so it's called Bill Nye Saves the World. It's it released uh, last Friday, Friday the twenty first on Netflix. I saw it up there. I thought, eh, you know, <laughs> Bill Nye was was a relic of my childhood. There was a time where I enjoyed him. Uh, he said a few eyebrow raising things recently, but I just didn't care enough to check it out. Well, then some clips from the show started making the rounds on Twitter and elsewhere. So I went and checked it out and. and to be fair, I have only watched the gender episode. This show tackles a lot of issues, climate change, alternative medicine. Maybe it's much more scientific than this episode than this episode is. I'll try to be charitable, but I'm I'm also not betting on it. Uh, <sighs> the thing is, it starts with like a very reasonable scientific premise, and that is the end of the science. And then it just becomes pure political propaganda. Um, and not even good right. political propaganda, bad political propaganda. So he starts, we'll just dive right into it. He starts with a basic premise, a, a good premise that we can work with from a scientific perspective. Our human chromosomes. This one is called an X chromosome. That's a Y chromosome. They're sex chromosomes. Females usually have two Xs and males generally have an X and a Y. About one in every 400 pregnancies has a different number of sex chromosomes. But using science, we know that sex in every aspect of human sexuality is 
Well, it's a little complicated. Biology. Okay, and that's a, as far as I can tell, I tried to vet that claim, and that appears to be accurate, that about one in every 400 pregnancies has a sex chromosome abnormality. You got to remember- Irrelevant though, irrelevant, because that's not what he's talking about. Right, it, it, it's not, from there he just goes well, on to he nowhere. He doesn't but... talk about intersex people almost at all. We're not talking mm -hmm. about hermaphrodites. He, he spends the entire conversation discussing people that choose their gender. Yes. I don't know why that, that's, that initial scientific fact is even relevant to this. He makes it seem like it's important. And, yes, and... I mean, if he actually used that as a scientific basis to move on, then I would be a lot happier. I'm not happy with it because you're right. He moves from that biological truth to just kind of feelings nonsense after that. And I know this is a, a picky point. I'm not necessarily faulting him for this. This is just something that when I hear one in 400, for whatever reason, I'm not saying right or wrong, but for whatever reason, to me, that sounds higher than it's 99.75% plus of people who do not have a sex chromosome abnormality. Now, those are the same numbers. I'm not saying he's misrepresenting it. It's just, we need to be honest that 99.75 plus percent of people do not have a chromosome abnormality. So Right. And then he goes on to kind of present this as, oh, it's this, it's this sizable population. No, no, it's very, very rare. Right. And it's not the basis for being trans, which is what you're going to talk about for the rest of the episode, or being gay, which is what you're going to talk about for the rest of the episode. Oh, boy. And then he brings out, I have, I mean, we're just going to go segment by segment. So that's the intro to the show. He brings out this spectrum board to illustrate how everything's a spectrum. I have about a million complaints with every segment here, so... We'll just keep going. Just sociologists, anthropologists, they're all trying to figure this out. And they're finding human sexuality is on a spectrum. So I'm going to ask for a little help with that. And who better to talk about sex than two cis male white guys? <laughs> cis white male white guys can't. Why? If this is objective science, why can't anyone it talk about matter, it? It shouldn't matter, right? And why does race matter? What the hell does being a white guy have to do with He's this? He's signaling. <clears throat> well, it's still going to get worse. Biologically, not everybody fits into the categories, male or female. Am I right, Clarence? The clownfish. <laughs> Here he is. No, this is relevant, everybody, because uh, you may not know, clownfish can change their sex. We yeah, it's not relevant because we're not talking about clownfish. We're talking about humans. It wasn't even relevant when he was talking about about human sexuality. It wasn't relevant to the later discussion that he had. I, I don't know. I mean, well, this is relevant because clownfish can change sex. Yeah, but people can't. And we're talking about a very small portion of them. And then he puts these beads on there that you can see. And I'm not saying he has to have a hundred of them and represent it statistically accurately, but he puts people in the middle of this sex spectrum that if you're like a child viewer, you get the impression that like, oh, maybe like a, you know, a third of people are male biologically male maybe a third are biologically female a third are kind of somewhere in between no no there's more we used to think of gender and sex as synonymous but these days we use these two words differently sex is biological gender is how you identify yourself and your experience everybody's on a spectrum when it comes to human sexuality it's a spectrum yeah, and this is so this is this political rant he goes into after this. And this this really grinds my gears. I suspect it'll grind yours as well. Some people are this way, some people are that way. All right, what's the big deal? For those of you out there, and I've met you, who may be concerned about people who don't seem to share your sexuality. Just get over it, will you? What do you care? 
Those people, those people are not gonna try to have sex with you. So let's just get over it and move on. Thank you. Luckily, I don't. That's care. such a stupid argument. Yeah, nobody. Oh, I, I don't like them because they're gonna try to have sex with me. No, I just don't want to uphold your delusion. Do right, what you right, want. Right. I just don't want to uphold your delusion. Why? Why can't he take the honest argument, which is like this is very scientifically nebulous, um, right. not based in observable objective reality at all. And again, to his point, more than fine with you living with you, you know, loving whomever you want, provided you're consenting adults and kind of being whoever you want, provided you're not infringing on anyone else's rights. But don't look to me to, to affirm your delusional worldview. Right. That's why we object, Bill Nye. And most people are not saying that they're concerned that somebody that's homosexual is going to try to have sex with them. It's more about like what makes society run, what gets the birth rate up. People are very practical about these things. Yeah. Yeah. More on that later with River Gibbs. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. My God. There's still plenty more. Plenty more. Ugh. We brought along some experts. Okay. I love this part. We brought along some experts for a panel. And I was thinking, okay, great. Here comes doctor guy or biologist guy to set this show straight. I'm excited. Solomon Giorgio, you are a comedian. Yes. And you do bits about being gay. All the time. Dr. Je a gay comedian? Ugh. Jeffrey McCune? Ooh, a doctor. This, this is what I'm thinking when I watch it. Ooh, a doctor. But a doctor of what? A professor of gender and sexuality studies at Washington University in St. Louis. Oh, and then Dr. Katrina Carcasis, cultural anthropologist at Stanford University. Science. Oh, okay, and then each one again. of these is going to, each one of these people is going to give this kind of personal subjective testimony with nothing objective or scientific at all. Highly cultural frustrating. anthropologist from Stanford. Yes. And the one story that the gender studies professor from St. Louis gives, ugh, it bothers me the most. That's at the end of this segment. Science is not interested in studying similarity, the right? The bump in the road is more important than the smooth part. Exactly, yes. right? And so you have to construct a difference. And then in constructing the difference, you try to explain it. And in sexuality, they try to take the complexity of sexuality, even in a person across a lifetime, and flatten it into a label. The greatest thing for me when I'm on stage is not being concerned about what my gender roles are. I can call myself a That's diva if I want to. That's the greatest thing. No one can take that away from me. <laughs> the greatest thing on the stage. The greatest is... thing for being on stage is not having to choose my gender role. Is that what he said? Yeah. And then he says, uh, well, I can be a diva if I want, and no one can tell me not to. Oh, don't try to. I don't care. I don't care what your personal experience is. It's a science show, I thought. I mean, I do care. It's not like I, I, I care if I was talking to him. We were sharing personal experiences. But in this context of scientific objective reality, I don't care. No, no you better not. <laughs> we're in what's called Snooks in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, it's a grocery and store. It's a grocery store, yeah. The market. Yeah. yeah. And so we're in this aisle, and, you know, I'm playing with him, and a woman comes up, and she says, Oh my God, she's so beautiful. And I'm like, thank you so much. And then I say, hey, Caleb, you want to um, get that right there? She's like, oh my God, I didn't know he was a boy. I'm so sorry. And I said, I don't know that he's a boy either. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on, bro. Bill Nye has this like epiphany moment. Oh yeah, we don't know that he's a boy. There's some more commentary on children later that's... um. <sighs> I find to be a little troublesome. That sounded like a nice lady who made a mistake at the grocery store and apologized profusely for it. What the fuck do you people want? What do you well, want I, from us? I don't know that he's necessarily mad about that. He's illustrating the point that, at least what I get from it is, um, 
don't say that you didn't know he was a boy because we can't know. We have to ask him. That was kind of the point. That's why Bill Nye is like, oh, yeah, we don't know that he's a boy. His name's Caleb. He's born with a penis. Who are we kidding here? I know. What a poor little boy. God, he's going to be so messed up. And then, okay, so next comes, as I said, the allegory of the ice cream bigot. And he introduces it in the just, I mean, even if this were scientifically legitimate, this smugness of like, oh, we're so forward thinking us here. We're really progressive in our worldview, but not everyone is. That's why I've constructed some cartoon propaganda for you. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Know that he's a boy either. Uh, yeah. We are of course enlightened and forward thinking, but not everyone sees it this way. But there are lots of flavors to sexuality. Like, why are we here, Vanilla? Oh, this again? Come on! Settle, everybody. Now, I've spoken to some of you about my theories on the nature of being ice cream. Which have no basis in science. It's the science of feelings. And as Vanilla, I feel that I am the most natural of the ice creams. The oh, rest really? of you should just go ahead and also be Vanilla. It's the one true flavor. What if the big ice cream in the sky is chocolate? Blasphemy. Everyone should pretend to be vanilla until they no longer have the urge not to be vanilla. Nobody wants just one flavor of ice cream. I do. Haven't you ever wanted to be in a Neapolitan? I can't. I can't. Come on. It's natural. Big ice cream in the sky, help me. It's good. It's like... Giddy up. Meet you at the bowl. This, this is on. on. Oh, yes. Oh, that was cool. That was cool, Bill. No, that was not cool at all. I have about a million things to say about this, but um, I suspect that your rage might be a little bit higher than mine. You go first. Uh, okay. So the premise is the premise here is it's wrong for vanilla to try to convert the other ice creams. And to an extent, I can partially agree, perhaps, but then the other ice creams convert him, and that's totally fine. So advocating traditionalism is wrong but then they coerce him into de degeneracy into this ice cream orgy and that's great that's great that's perfectly fine I, I don't understand the disconnect there they're both in effect trying they're both attempting coercion one is awful and one is morally upstanding i don't get that and what does he say? Uh, he's making fun of traditionalists saying it's the science of feelings that's yeah. real fucking rich coming from the left come on <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, and the whole thing, I think, is a straw man, essentially. Um, nobody's really talking about um, conversion, necessarily. Few people are, you know, talking about converting gay people or trans people. Um, I don't really care what um, what ice cream you are. As I said, I don't I don't care what you are. I just if you are clearly chocolate ice cream, I am under no obligation to call you strawberry. That is it's that simple. I'm not saying you must become vanilla you're saying oh look at me i'm i'm strawberry ice cream I'm like nah you are chocolate and there's fudge ribbons throughout you and you're <laughs> i don't need to go down this any further but did you notice there's if you watch the full thing it's there's kind of a racial element to it too vanilla is the boring traditionalist yeah. and then there is like a black character who's chocolate and then yeah, there's yeah. salted caramel who's english and strawberry i don't know why there's weird kind of racial undertones to this yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the end, it was just a straight up gay orgy. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and, and to your point too, so vanilla is the most um, natural ice cream because it's the science of feelings, he said. But in this case, if we're going to follow the metaphor completely, vanilla is the ice cream that breeds and creates more ice cream. I mean, reproduction <laughs> yeah. is not the science of feelings. That is the science of, in this case, I mean, in this world, presumably, ice creams get together and mash together and create more ice cream. It's not from cow's milk and whatever else. There is a biological reality to vanilla in this metaphor. Right, right. That's and more than just reaction. normal feeling. Yeah. Um, like I said before, uh, most people that are against homosexuality, I don't really think that they're that concerned about how it's going to impede their own lives. It's more about viewing society as a whole and seeing what's going to be best, um, you know, to get the birth rate up to 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 revamp traditional gender roles. And so I don't think that your average person that's against homosexuality is like, that's wrong and it's going to affect me. Yeah. So he's really operating under a huge assumption. It, that's a pretty rare worldview right now. And yeah. I think, um, well, we talk about it with River Games a little bit later. I think a lot of people like me, I have no problem, as I, I'll say it a million times, I have no problem with however you want to live your life provided you're not infringing on my ability to live my life. But that doesn't change the fact that certain right. structures, certain social structures, certain values are proven to produce better results than others. And we should probably encourage those without compromising the freedom to deviate. Right, so right. And this is what I brought up with River Gibbs. And he kept saying, um, oh, you, you don't think that homosexuals should be allowed to have kids or get married? I'm like, I never said that. That's not what I said. I'm just talking about what are the best relationships for society as a whole? What will build the strongest society, the strongest people, the most functional people? Yeah. Yeah. And and I also, I really dislike the premise presented in there. Um, that God is 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 kind of the, the at the forefront of Vanilla's reasoning. That that he, I'm not saying you can't reference God, but I'm saying right. for a lot of people, myself included, when I look at heteronormativity, as they might call it, God is not my reasoning. My reasoning is exactly right. what you describe. It's the biological reality of male and female reproduction. I mean, it's it's just the way that society functions and the sexes attract and function and reproduce. Um, a God, the concept of the of the Christian God. Again, I'm not ripping on it. I'm just saying, for someone like me, it's not the it's not at the basis of what I guess Bill Nye would call my homophobia and transphobia and traditional and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Any more on the ice cream? Ugh, no. Well, perhaps you're going to wish that you did spend more time on the ice cream, because guess what's next? Oh, uh, no, I forgot the wrap. It's the wrap. <laughs> I didn't know who this person was. Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's a show on the CW, I guess. Um, nope. I don't know anything about her, but if... This is her shtick. Uh, yeah, it seems like a crazy ex-girlfriend. Most people have heard the song. Probably needs no introduction. I've cut it down to save time. Um, yeah, the next bit. It's a brilliant premise, Dargo. The next thing I feel is very special. This is a cool little segment. Uh, you know this woman from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Please give it up for Rachel Bloom. This world of ours is full of choice but must i choose between only john or joyce all my options only harder moist harder my moist vagina has its own voice because my sex junk is so oh, 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 much more than either oh, oh, oh. power bottom or a top <laughs> off Versatile love may have some butt stuff. I've seen it like ten times. I still laugh. Channing or genitatum. I'm down for anything. Don't box in my box. Give someone new a handy. 
then give yourself props Sexuality's a spectrum, everyone is on it Even you might like it if you sit up on it Cause my sex junk And note Bill Nye kind of jamming out too Like really dancing and getting into it It's so oh 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 Much more than either oh 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 Get off your soapbox Get off your soapbox That's exactly the right right message. (laughs) Didn't she say, go give somebody a handy and then give yourself props? She said, give someone new a handy. And she also said, sexuality is a spectrum. You might like it too if you sit up on it, which I interpret to mean sitting on a dick. For sure. Okay. So she's telling me to give someone new a handy and to sit on a dick. uh, It's exactly the right message, gang. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that was so hard to watch. God. Um, I've had to watch that twice today. And I have a few, (laughs) uh, uh, there are infinite angles um, with, with which to criticize this. Uh, We made, you made the point and and we observed at the start, this was all couched. This was established in this biological reality of, of XY chromosomes. And certainly uh, I can, I understand the argument of, look, sex is biological. Gender is more of a performance, a social construct. I'm not sure I agree, but I at least understand it. Right now, now when I li- listen to the lyrics of this song, uh, cause my sex junk is so much more than either, or I interpret that to mean genitalia. Is that what she means? What else is sex junk? When you say of my course junk, that's what she means. That is not so much more than either, or that is definitely straight up either, or, except for very, very rare um, conditions, which are health conditions. They're not just, <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's John, you know, uh, do I have to choose between John or Joyce? That's John Joyce Bloom, our friend with a, a fully developed penis and vagina, just like all the normal people. propaganda. Yeah. Just straight up propaganda. She's like, go whore it up and figure out your own sexuality and don't feel bad about yourself because it's just mean conservative traditionalists that are telling you that that's the way you need to feel. Well, yeah, and I want to talk about that at the end. Don't let me forget because who who's the audience for this? Is it kids? Because that's kind of a degenerate I was going to ask you that too. It's definitely not kids, right? Please tell Let's me it's not Let's try to sort it out kids. in a minute because there's, there's some more things to consider that he says. Uh, also... Get off your soapbox. The closing lyrics said oh, unironically. That's rich coming from you guys too. Yeah, you are get off on your a soapbox. This yeah. is a feelings-oriented argument. These people are fucking hypocrites. This is you're on a stage preaching nonsense. You are on a almost a literal soapbox, but certainly a metaphorical soapbox. Uh, and then, of course, Bill Nye. That's exactly the right message. No, I, no. Even if it was factually the right message, delivery way bad, way off. There is nothing you could put into that format that would make it effective. It's the worst one I've ever seen. Uh, She's going to be that lady forever. If I ever hear from her again, you're the one with the sex junk song. sex junk. (laughs) Okay. Maybe some butt stuff. She said that too, didn't she? Yes. Versatile love may have some butt stuff. Yeah. Okay, the, the closing segment, he closes it out. Just a few more pieces of commentary that I think might inform some of those uh, last pieces of, uh, those last questions that we have. And thank you to the audience for bearing with the cringe. Uh, hey, all I can say is, you guys asked for this. This was the most requested topic this week. <laughs> okay, oh this, my God. this is it. This is it. We got like 45 Nice seconds. job. Wow. Rachel Bloom, everybody. Will you 
used to think it was pretty straightforward. X and a Y chromosome for males, two X's for females. Yep, no, it is that straightforward. We'll talk about that in a minute. What makes some According to Bill Nye himself. One <laughs> male or female isn't so clear cut. And this stuff isn't just for adults. Parents know this already. Kids explore gender, expression, attraction before they've ever heard of a spectrum. By three or four, most kids identify with a gender, and it doesn't always match the sex they were assigned at birth. People, we have to listen to the science. And the science says we're all on a spectrum. I mean, I'm this cis male guy who's been living in this world. But this stuff, to me, from a scientific standpoint, is just cool. We, working together, can dare I say it, save the world. So everybody, that's our show. Thanks to our panel. <sighs> I hate that this, he just throws around X's and Y's again. I can't emphasize how much I hate that. Like, oh, you know, just throw X's and Y's at a dartboard. You never know what you're going to get. No, you, you pretty much do. Pretty <laughs> uh, much. A few people gave us money to, in the soup, in the super chat to stop us from playing that rap. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure they get credit at the end of the show by name Hi. for that. Okay. I will. I will. Uh, I'll try to hurry up here. Cause we're, um, that's half the show already. I'm Bill add, Nye. Awesome. Yeah, let, let me add one last piece of media on Bill Nye. This clip has surfaced this week. This is Bill Nye's show from 1996, approximately 1996. Uh, hate speech. Hate speech Could have just as easily Nye. been a boy, though, because the probability of becoming a girl is always one in two. Inside each of our cells are these things called chromosomes, and they control whether we become a boy or a girl. Your mom has two X chromosomes in all of her cells, and your dad has one X and one Y chromosome in each of his cells. Before you're born, your mom gives you one of her chromosomes and your dad gives you one of his. Mom always gives you an X. And if dad gives you an X too, then you become a girl. But if he gives you his Y, then you become a boy. See, there are only two possibilities. X, X, a girl, or X, Y, a boy. The chance of becoming either a boy or a girl is always one in two. A 50-50 chance either way. She needs to give someone new a handy, I think. I know. She or needs sit to up sit up on it. <laughs> Um, you know, and it, I will say there's nothing wrong with changing your perspective, your opinion, whatever, over time, if Bill Nye, uh, his, his outlook on this has changed, um, That's certainly not what facts have changed, but that would be my question. What are the facts that have changed between 1996 and today in the last 20 years, nothing the sign being opportunistic. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm unclear what the biological facts that have changed are. If he could clarify that, that would be great. Uh, so, um, you, we were talking about the point who, who's this for? Who's this for? I don't have a good answer for that, but I don't I don't see it for adults like us because it's nonsense, propaganda, cringy, not funny, not entertaining stuff. And for children, ooh, I don't want that kind of degeneracy oh, no. advocated to my kids. I'd say the target audience is probably 11 to 18. Hmm. This so seems just, like a teenage audience. So those, yeah, those impressionable <laughs> young minds figuring out what there is to figure out about sex and relationships. Great. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had an agenda, clearly. He even talks about little kids um, discovering who they're attracted to and discovering their own sexuality, uh, irrespective of, like, the influence of the parents. Yeah. I mean, that's telling about who he's trying to influence. Yeah. Well, kids as young as three or four get a gender identity that doesn't always match their sex. And, they, you know, when they're thinking about attraction or whatever. Three, I, no. I... I I'm open to the data, Bill, but you're the one with the science show, and I want to see the data. Science show my ass. He's a mechanical, me mechanical engineer. 
<clears throat> My other question is um, this, I consider this to be part of this trend with MTV news and with Mike.com where they produce these high production value propaganda pieces like this that right. just get ripped. I went through the reviews on Netflix here. It's hard to find a positive one. They're sprinkled in there, but everyone hates this yet. It's getting a ton of money forked into it. I can't imagine, or maybe it is profitable because we're talking about it, I guess. I mean, or people are looking it up. Maybe, maybe it is profitable. I just, it's weird to me that if it's not, if you accept the premise that this is not profitable long-term at least, cause I'm not going to watch this crap going forward. Right. Who is it that's giving money to this stuff? Um, because they appear to me, they appear to value the propaganda and the narrative over the financial return. Because there isn't one. Yeah, but that's, in a lot that's of these becoming cases, becoming a thread in Netflix. Okay, we, we have Dear White People, which was released today. I noticed. Um, then we had uh, Amy Schumer. We've had a bunch of stuff like this on Netflix that you're like, who the fuck is watching this? How are they turning a profit? But they still do it. Yeah, but I guess the counter is that we have talked about all of those things. Yeah, and we watched them. (laughs) Yeah, maybe better like cringy content that everyone talks about than boring content that nobody does. Anyway, uh, it's probably time to move on because we're halfway through the show. I think I covered everything. Looking through the notes really quick, but yeah, I don't know. Bill Nye, you're welcome on the show, just like everybody else. (laughs) So far, (laughs) so far, River Gibbs is the only one to show the balls. I appreciate that, and. um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so the the other big story this week, as I teased, uh, you ever do this? Hey, I am a okay. Um, yeah, get the screenshot. This is a Nazi show now. Uh, it was is, always a Nazi show. You know that. Oh well, yeah. Suit, suit yourself. <laughs> Not me. Um, so this story breaks this week. Uh, let me pull it up here. Um, Cassandra Fairbanks, who I am not familiar with, but apparently she got White House press a White House press pass, and Mike Cernovich did too, and they got a picture taken uh, at the podium. And this this fusion senior reporter named Emma Roller tweets out just two people doing a white power hand gesture at the White House uh, because they're doing the AOK sign, and she cites this ADL page that says it's a hate symbol with this image of. The AOK sign, the the three fingers being the W, the P shaped by the looped thumb and forefinger being the P for power. And uh, it's just, there's, I mean, that's absurd already, but there, there's another problem. She links the this ADL page and it's, it's something different. It's a white yeah. power hand sign that has, it's a guy doing two-hand symbol, two-handed symbol, one doing a W and one doing a P. And it's this old, really low-resolution photo that just says some white supremacists, particularly in California, may use a two-handed um, hand sign in which they, one hand forms the letter W and the other hand forms the letter P to represent WP or white power. Uh, <laughs> of course, AO, the AOK symbol does not represent white power. The origin of this, if she had, the origin of the image that she used... 4chan, 4chan. <laughs> this is back in February, and I don't know. I mean, I'm no, I'm no 4chan expert, but these people influence the news like nobody else these days. These people are incredible. Um, to any who, to any who haven't seen the original thread, our goal is to convince people on Twitter that the OK hand sign has been co-opted by neo Nazis. We'll use the hashtag not OK. They created a graphic with a guide. Yeah, and some moron fusion reporter can pick that up. 
and tweet about it. it. But there's a full story. There's a full story that ran in The Independent. Two members of alt-right appear to make white supremacist hand signs in White House (laughs) after receiving press passes. And this this reporting here is a little bit more self-aware because... It, it's like, look, okay, obviously the, the original symbol is not white power, but it's been co-opted. Miss um, Fairbanks supporters point that, um, oh, that she said um, white power, except for I'm Puerto Rican. Can I be Puerto Rican power? <laughs> and uh, the symbol, however, has been, this is part of the reporting. The symbol, however, has become more contentious with the rise of the alt-right, a far-right contingent in the United States that rejects both mainstream conservatism and liberal ideologies, the self-proclaimed founder of the alt-right, Richard Spencer, is a well-known white supremacist. Alt-right journalists like Luke, uh, no, Lucian Wintrich, writer at the Gateway Pundit, sparked outcry when he flashed the symbol in a similar picture at the White House in February. Notorious alt-right personality Milo Yiannopoulos frequently flashes the symbol. Smug Pepe does this too. Uh, okay, uh, Nazis brush their teeth. Nazis eat food, Nazis drink water, Nazis sleep in beds. Are we really going to shovel this much power to to Nazis and say, oh, whatever they do, we're not going to allow it. And by the way, Apple, Google, everyone who does who handles emojis, Twitter, they all have the AOK emoji. Are they, yeah, should they yeah. delete it? Should they denounce, run away from, <laughs> what, hap- what happens now? And this is what happens. The problem is you encourage the trolls. So all these people have to do, if you're Richard Spencer, if you are any of these people mentioned in here, this Lucian Wintrich, if you're Milo, do some photos with a thumbs up. And suddenly, is the thumbs up, is that is that co-opted yeah. now? We have to denounce yeah. that? It has to go away? So this was oh. a confirmed 4chan thing. There is, all I can say is the source uh, in the 4chan threads and again, I'm not someone who frequents there, so I'm not sure how this works necessarily. But the source is there back in February. I like this. I and like it's the this. same image, by the way. The same image that she used. It's not just them writing about it. Same image. 4chan keeps showing the world that your average person can infiltrate the mainstream media and make them do really dumb crap. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I love yeah. 4chan. The, the people that did this, that really warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, that and the the Trump derangement syndrome and the irrational fear of Nazis will motivate yeah. people to just write absurd pieces, just insane pieces like this. I uh, I feel like I'm just going to talk on a loop being like, that's ridiculous. This is stupid. <laughs> what nonsense. But what more can I say? Right. And the tweets are still up. They haven't been deleted. Oh, um, she didn't the delete in- the tweets? I thought you linked to an archive. I did, just in case I have the archive saved in the notes, because ah. I presume that she probably will. I, I know that the independent article has changed its headline a couple times. Um, but, you know, just retract it. It's just really dumb. I, sorry that you got fooled, but just retract it. It's moronic. <laughs> you have to know. I mean, right? Yeah, it's dumb. And and the reach, like, you have to know, too. When she looked it up and said, oh, no, no, it's from the ADL. As though the ADL is a, who gives a shit what the ADL says? Aren't they the same people who said Pepe is a hate symbol? And guy, Aren't they the people behind that? They're nonsense right. anyway. They're another Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, but, but you know, you know she looked it up in the ADL, didn't find the same... Why didn't she use the image that was in there? Because it was like WP or whatever. Did she? So that image was on 4chan too? Yes. The same okay. image dates back to February. No, the no. The WP. She, or did she no, do that on her no. own? No. She didn't use that. That's the image that's in the ADL 
oh, archive that has nothing gotcha. to do with any of this because the ADL archive has nothing to do with this. The ADL archive is not about this, and I'm doing the AOK symbol for people who are listening. It's about this. <laughs> I can't, is whatever. It white? You know, I, I don't even know. This is a W, and the P is like that. That's Screenshot away, folks. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll hold it there for an extra second. <laughs> anyway, really dumb. Just stop writing dumb stories. That's all I can say. If it seems moronic when you're writing it up, like white supremacists flash Nazi sign in White House, it's probably dumb. Yeah, it's probably you're getting dumb. trolled over yeah. and over again. <laughs> <sighs> okay, you want to talk about BAM? Sure. This is super weird, and I want to tread lightly talking about this because it is all about associations and what people advocate like this person associates with this person who advocates this bad thing. Normally I'm kind of against prosecution by association. I don't really like it. Right. And, and I so, did only see this in the daily caller. I did not. Other, other outlets have reported it, but the original reporting is by the daily caller. Um, so again, I'm not accusing, I'm going to preface this. I'm not accusing anybody of any kind of crime at all. Uh, there are some associations here that are interesting to think about, and it doesn't mean anyone's guilty of anything. And I'll, I'll explain some of my points of caution at the end. But BAM, uh, so this is by any means necessary. A lot of people have heard of this group in Berkeley. And they're one of the people that are, one of the groups that are that are really pushing this violent resistance to speakers in Berkeley. They're the ones who are at least partially behind the Milo reaction back in February. They've been, um, they've been a part of a lot of these events. They had a bunch planned with Ann Coulter that never really came to fruition because her speech was canceled. Um, oh, I did want to play a couple. So this has to do with, with um, the founders of this BAM group, by any means necessary. Fighting fascists, by any means necessary. Yvette Falarka and Shanta, Shanta Driver. Shanta Driver is a lawyer one of the founders of the organization, and I, I think she represents the organization legally to some extent. Uh, and you've probably seen these people uh, across a bunch of different media sources. Um, just, to, just a refresher on who these people are. The first, this is Shanta Driver. We came out today um, to show our support for the mayor of Berkeley, for all of the activists and leaders in this community, including Yvette Falarka who've stood up to the trolls that work from the sewers of the internet and support Donald Trump. Those sewers of the internet. And this is Yvette Filarka. She did the media rounds talking about how we need to basically be violent in our reaction to these speakers. Filarka, uh, with the group by any means necessary. Well, first of all, Milo Yiannopoulos is a fascist. He's a white supremacist. He's funded by Steve Bannon and Breitbart. But why not be peaceful ab ab about it? Why not, you know, chant and, and, and hold your signs and things? But when you take the barricades and you destroy the building and when you set fires, isn't that counterproductive? I think that the left has been far too timid for way too long. We need to make sure oh, that yeah. we have more mass protests, more militant protests that are mass and militant. What is a fascist? So a fascist is someone who's organizing a mass movement that's attacking women, immigrants, black people, other minority groups in a movement of genocide. Okay, so it's what? someone who's committing violence? And it's someone who's committing violence and who's trying to organize other people to commit violence. Okay. And Milo Yiannopoulos is a fascist. Okay, so he's committed acts of violence against the protected groups you mentioned? Well, what he's doing is he's trying to be the youth face and the token that other people who are organizing violence try to hide behind. 
We need mass militant protests that are both mass and militant. That's my <laughs> my favorite quote from her. But they, these are the people we're talking about. Um, and yeah, she gets on the news and basically says we need militant resistance to these things. And the kind of Bay Area news is like, okay, but what about peaceful protests? No, militant. Okay. The yeah. left has been too timid. Is she serious with this? The level of delusion is is unthinkable. There's also a video of her, what appears to be her assaulting people. Uh, if, if you want to look, if you want a detailed look at BAM, Sargon did a really great video this last week, uh, fully detailed on who these people are. But we're really, for the purposes of this, this this piece that came out of the Daily Caller, we're really talking, Yvette Falarka is not as involved in this as, um, as the lawyer you saw at the top, the Shanta Driver. So this piece comes out uh, in the Daily Caller. I will... Once the stream is um, is over, I will link that so people can read it. But documents tie Berkeley riot organizers to pro-pedophilia group NAMBLA. As I said, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. And uh, to give you an idea of what this article says, what the allegations are. So uh, these documents that, um, well, let me preface again. NAMBLA. North American Man Boy Love Association. Again, that's not a euphemism. These people advocate for pedophilia, pederasty. Right, they right. want abolition of age of consent laws. They want abolition of curfews for my curfew for minors laws. Um, they want to give children the right to divorce their parents. These are the kind of things that these people want. Okay, uh, documents provided to the Daily Caller. Uh, they were provided to the Daily Caller by an anonymous group called Antifa Leaks. That's kind of interesting. Uh, but these documents are from the 90s. I think that's one thing to be very clear about. These are from the 90s. They're not recent. Uh, specifically, one bulletin from NAMBLA's November-December 91 bulletin, some sort of internal publication for, for the group members, described the participation of the Revolutionary Workers League, which was a Detroit communist group, uh, and this Detroit, this Detroit communist group was, was cooperating with NAMBLA and pursuing their goals because, uh, they, they described themselves as an ally and they said they were pro LGBT and specifically pro NAMBLA. Why that matters is because the Detroit revolutionary workers league was the parent organization of BAM and Sharon, uh, oh, Shanta, sorry, Shanta driver, that lawyer that we saw was one of the members of the revolutionary workers league. Now, she also has, um, so she was affiliated with this Revolutionary Workers League as early as 83, was an activist for them in Berkeley in 95. She has a law partner, a woman named Eileen Sheff, who is a self-described member of NAMBLA, an actual member of the group, not just an ally group, but an actual member of the group, is a law partner with the person who founded BAM. I'll give you a little chart at the end to keep everything straight. Um... And this chef person, her law partner, is also a founder of BAM. And she previously is all about this BAM stuff, endorsed militant action uh, in support of affirmative action. That's really what one of the things BAM is all about, is affirmative action, militant advocacy. Uh, and Eileen Sheff, uh, so she's a NAMBLA, NAMBLA member. She has specifically um, spoke out against the what she calls the witch hunt of pedophiles. There's a quote in here from her. Um, let's see here. So this is what 
This is what she said. She spoke at NAMBLA's 1991 press conference and she denounced the witch hunt against pedophiles. As an activist in the legal and political struggle for lesbian gay rights and for freedom of sexual expression, I am here to support NAMBLA and to demand that the witch hunt against it must be stopped. And you think, oh, well, witch hunt against the organization. Maybe that's out of context. Maybe she meant something else. The media and police are targeting NAMBLA because it stands for the rights of young people to have consensual sex with whomever they want. Denying youth their sexuality or driving sexual expression deeper and deeper underground will not stop child molestation. Uh, so it's kind of the theory of, well, we make it illegal, so we've formed a black market. You might as well just make it a legal market and tax it, something like that. Uh, she called for youth-controlled centers where they can freely socialize and in, freely socialize and enjoy safe, consensual sex. So Youth orgy centers. What a novel idea. Pretty much. And remember, they're also advocating for youth right to divorce your parents. So the youth rights to divorce your parents and go to a youth orgy center. This is a flow chart. Um, and I didn't put it in the notes. I'm sorry about that, but it is in the, in the article if you want to check it out blonde, but you can kind of see the relationship between shout to driver, Eileen chef, Nambla revolutionary workers league and bam, it's a little bit complex. And that's why I offer some words of caution. And since we're dealing with association here, we're dealing with advocacy. There's no allegation that these people are actual pedophiles. I also want to be clear about that. And this is decades old. Yeah, people can change their mind even on terrible things. Although I don't know a lot of people who are um, former pedophilia advocates who now are thinking it wasn't such a good idea. Maybe that's a thing. You got the stone cold look of disapproval and shock. I mean, this isn't surprising at all. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think that we tend to stay away from articles like this because we don't like being judged by our associations. But this seems um, like it's more than that. It seems like there's well, more credibility. Well, uh, if you want to go down that route, there's she was a member of the group. Like this person who helped to found BAM is also a member, not just a person who like helps them move stuff into their office, right, a member right. a and member. a person. And, yeah. and I was thinking too, like, well, she was a lawyer, you know, and you never know, like sometimes you're hired on to represent people legally that do terrible things. And that's not necessarily an indictment on you as a person, as the lawyer. But then mm -hmm. when I found those quotes that are part of it, that are like, no, 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 let me be clear. I want <laughs> children to have consensual sex. I was like, oh, mm. can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it was, if it was just the association, if it was like, oh, you know, um, this this Eileen chef and Shanta driver just they talked to a pedophile once. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. But it, it, you're, there's more to it than that. I still need more evidence for sure. Yeah. Well, I, and again, uh, I've no reason to believe there's anything criminal here either so far. I mean, as awful as it is and as disgusting as it is, you're free to have a convention and talk about this stuff. I, I think you're probably a piece of crap. And I hope none of the policy you want ever gets enacted. And I'm right. pretty sure it never will, but there's nothing, there's nothing criminal here unless they are advocate. Like, unless, you know, they're saying, no, no, Hey, we have a dungeon of children and um, we're going to have a party and you can come over and have consensual relations with right. these children. There's nothing like that. So as far as I can tell, I don't see anything criminal. Okay. We'll see. I guess we'll <laughs> see if, if more on this breaks um, yeah. outside of daily caller. Where did you find other, uh, uh, just, just, just Google like BAM, B-A-M-N and NAMBLA. And I've just seen basically people doing kind of copy pieces like, Hey, daily caller has this crazy story. Check it ah, out. Okay. Gotcha. I've not seen, I've not seen additional original reporting on this. 
So okay. it, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I'm definitely interested in finding out more about this, though. It's, uh, it's you know, there's smoke, just no fire. There's smoke, though. Uh, we got 10 minutes left, less than that. You want to talk about um, this White House Correspondence Dinner, this Trumpless More White cringe. House. Awesome. We were making an unwatchable <laughs> show because of the clips we're including. <laughs> I didn't put any, I really, no, I did put one note in here, but I see the notes in our notes are basically all by you. Mostly just rage. For, <laughs> I was so pissed when I was watching it. Yeah. Well, it's just such a circle jerk every time. And I thought it was such a good decision for Trump and his cabinet and administration to forego going and it seemed like they had a unified front and then they had a rally in pennsylvania it was kind of this you know he was being like you're you're working man uh it was like a like a blue collar kind of thing um so he made he made the press appear to be elitist assholes that were talking about him in absentia um it was i think it was like a, a brilliant brilliant move and i thought that he that he just bombed i it was so hard for me to watch what's his name yeah. uh, hassan hassan Haj. minaj yeah so I've I've cut down what he said to about three minutes. Uh, I know. Feel free to interrupt me at any point in time because we don't need to play the whole thing all the way through. There's several points that you might want to comment on as okay. we go. Uh, so this is Hassan Minaj, who's a Daily Show correspondent. That is what he does. I don't even know who he is because I don't watch that crap. But that's who he is. My name is Hassan Minaj. Or as I'll be known in a few weeks, number eight three zero two eight seven. Get it? Because the Holocaust is coming. Get it? <laughs> I would say it is an honor to be here, but that would be an alternative fact. It is not. Uh, no one wanted to do this. So, of course, it lands in the hands of an immigrant. It's how it always goes down. Uh. Tonight is about defending the First Amendment and the free press. You guys are all here tonight to honor a great American tradition because we all know this administration loves deleting history faster than Anthony Weiner when he hears footsteps. The leader of our country is not here. And that's because he lives in Moscow. It is a very long flight. It'd be hard for Vlad to make it. I note that joke for later. I know you had put yeah, that in the notes. Um, yes, Trump-Russia ties joke. Note that. Get why Donald Trump didn't want to be roasted tonight. By the looks of him, he's been roasting nonstop for the past 70 years. Historically, the president usually performs at the correspondence dinner, but I think I speak for all of us when I say he's done far too much bombing this month. And then they cut. <laughs> I forgot about this. He makes a bombing joke. You, I'm so glad because you, you told me about this earlier today, and I'm glad I didn't miss it. This I don't know if this is intentional. Do you think this is intentional? intentional. They zoom in on this Muslim woman and she's like, ah. is she aware that she's on camera? I wonder. Yeah. They make a bomb joke and just go straight to her. <laughs> How awkward. Oh, That's the funniest part of this whole thing. <laughs> I'm going to hear it once more. All of us. I when I say he's done far too much bombing this month. Ayo. <laughs> Now, it's not just the president who decided not to show up. His entire administration is not here. Betsy DeVos couldn't be here. She's busy curating her collection of children's tears. Steve Bannon is the reason Donald Trump dog whistles to racists. And that is just not true. Ask Steve Bannon. Is Steve Bannon here? I do not see Steve Bannon. I do not see Steve Bannon. Not see Steve Bannon. <laughs> Nazi Steve Bannon. <laughs> I see what he did there. Called him a Nazi. That's edgy. That's original. <laughs> Nazi. Mike Pence wanted to be here tonight, but his wife wouldn't let him because apparently one of you ladies is ovulating. So 
Good job, ladies. Because of you, we couldn't hang out with Mike Pence. Jeff Sessions could be here tonight. Wait, 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 hold on. Are there rumors that he's some kind of philanderer? I don't even know no, what no. that joke was Yeah, based. so the, the basis of that joke is, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, Mike Pence, in some sort of interview, I, I don't even know the context in which he said it, but what he said was, I will not go to dinner in the oh. company of a woman or women without my wife there. Um, and that and makes him some kind of sexual abuser? Is that the joke here? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, he wouldn't be able to resist ovulating women, I guess, is the is the punchline. This is so infuriating. All right, yeah. proceed. All right. He was busy doing a pre-Civil War reenactment. On his RSVP, he just... Oh, yeah, so this is about Jeff Sessions. He was busy doing a pre-Civil War reenactment. On his RSVP, he just wrote no, just no, which happens to be his second favorite N-word. You know, even... Because <laughs> he's racist. So they don't like that. And I agree, it's a pretty crap joke. But then he makes a joke about Hillary and all these all these lefty elitists groan about that too You're like, oh! Yeah. yeah. Hillary Clinton couldn't be here tonight. I mean, she could have been here, but I think someone told her that the event was in Wisconsin and Michigan. So <laughs> what? What? You guys, we're living in this strange time where trust is more important than truth. Supporters of President Trump trust him. And I know journalists, you guys are definitely trying to do good work. I just think that a lot of people don't trust you right now. Can you blame them? Remember election night? I mean, that was your Steve what Harvey. What about you, bro? What about you? People don't trust the media. Yeah, people don't trust you. This is the guy that pulled that shit on Gavin McInnes on The Daily Show. This is why I won't go on The Daily Show. Nobody in alternative you, media. I wasn't aware. What did he do? Oh, he was asking. Gavin McInnes was on The Daily Show, and he was asking him questions about some fucking soccer team or some crap. And Gavin McInnes was making up names, like ridiculous names. Hmm. And the way that he had it edited, the way he was asking questions, um, made it appear that he was trying to deliver these, like, you know, factually. It was a okay. it was a hack editing job. Um, notorious now. I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. But you know, the I should look deal it up. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, maybe uh, a few points uh, in your conclusion there, in your direction, on the decision not to go on the Daily Show. Yeah, uh, yeah This right. guy would probably interview you. Okay. Yeah. And of course, we know he has the best Nazi jokes. So you would have been roasted. You would have oh, been yeah. wrecked. I still would have liked to watch it though. Uh, maybe I just wanted to watch it. Maybe that was my motive. <laughs> Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> moment the look on your face is at 11 p.m on election night because it was all fun and games with obama right you were covering an adult who could speak english and now you're covering president that's very xenophobic you know covering an adult who can speak english Trump, so you got to take your game to a whole new level i have one quick request msnbc please tell rachel maddow to chill about trump's tax return tax returns i want to root for you guys but you're turning into conspiracy theorists every night you're like the russians hacked our elections the russians hacked our elections because this event oh but i thought that's you... rich hmm. <laughs> because i remember you saying that trump lives in moscow like five seconds ago you hypocritical piece of shit yeah i mean uh... Just, just pick a pick a lane on that, you know. I'm, I'm fine with him making. <laughs> I'm fine with him making a joke about the Russia thing. I don't really yeah. care, especially in this context, whatever. But then to go back and say, oh no, no, but you guys need to stop perpetuating that nonsense. Well, what? You just perpetuated the nonsense. <sighs> Unbelievable. Is about celebrating the First Amendment and free speech. Free speech oh, really? is the foundation of an open and liberal democracy. From college campuses to the just not Berkeley. White House. <laughs> yeah. Only in America can a first generation Indian American Muslim kid get on this stage and make fun of the president. 
the orange man behind the Muslim ban. Because Donald Trump doesn't care about free speech. The man who tweets everything that enters his head refuses to acknowledge the amendment that allows him to do it. Uh, when did Donald what? Trump when deny he... the, the First Amendment? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. I know he said some weird things about libel laws in the past, but this idea that he is really hostile to the First Amendment won't acknowledge the First Amendment. I've seen him tweet about Berkeley. I've seen him say, this is wrong. You want your federal money? We're going to ax it unless you allow speakers on campus. Uh, that that is uh, that's a caricature that's not based in reality no and uh never mind (laughs) (laughs) that's all you got all right no i mean mean, it's it's enraging to me the way that he took such a hypocritical stance on the media and on trump and on russia um i mean he didn't bomb but like this this just infuriated me. Well, it just they, made they, him seem like such a like disconnected, tone deaf, elitist piece of shit. Yeah, and they all got little First Amendment lapel pins when they walked in. I was like, oh, congratulations, because I agree. Look, rip Trump apart if you're the media. I agree. Right. Dig into it. I think you guys go a little too far in concluding things that aren't substantiated, but grill him. Give him the highest skepticism possible. I just find it. A little disappointing that you suddenly realize this now that the president you don't like isn't in office anymore. The, right. And the uh, only people that advocate for hate speech legislation are people on the left. I never see people yeah. on the right do that. And he ta- he did a bunch of race baiting bullshit. And that is the kind of um, rhetoric that lends to restricting freedom of speech. I've never seen Trump do anything of the sort. That's fucking asinine. I agree. I I don't get the basis for saying he basically doesn't believe in the First Amendment. I need citation needed on that one. Um, Also, the only thing I want to say is uh, I don't even know if this is a defense of him, but could anyone have succeeded in that spot? Do you think? Because yeah, yeah, well, sure. I mean, if Trump's gone, you look to your point, you look kind of foolish for ripping on a guy who's not there. You get that kind of elitist thing going. And I, I liked portions of it where he did actually rip on the press a little bit. However, then you kind of have this hostile crowd that's not really cheering you. And so it comes off like I think the jokes were OK, but the audience reaction didn't help them because they're at the expense of the audience. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, they could have started with somebody funny. I mean, that might have helped. <laughs> well, For there's real. no more comedy like, left on the left. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I mean, There's he no took some kind around. of edgy digs, like you know he's capable of it. And he took a dig at Hillary, which was, you know, pretty benign. Just yeah, about her not I don't understand why they groaned at that. Like, the joke is she didn't go to Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. That's why she lost. Oh, it's Because too she's their haggard messiah, guy. Yeah. Well, pick a better one. God, that's a I terrible know. one. It's time. <laughs> Okay, um, I know we're running up against um, the YouTube Saints, Jeff Holliday's show, and they pushed their show back to accommodate us, and I'm going to run a little bit long with the debate anyhow, but um, I do want to probably close it out there. And do check out Jeff's show if you haven't. YouTube Saints, uh, I've been listening, and I really they're, they're two funny guys. They're good stuff, uh, so check oh, them out. A few notes for me. River Gibbs is doing a stream about us in uh, 30 minutes. Somebody oh, in the so live chat just this. told me. Yeah, so yeah. If you want to check um, that out, maybe I'll go show. But watch Jeff's show. Watch Jeff Holiday's show instead. Of- <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, uh, let's make sure let's to give see. our super chatters proper credit as well. Yeah, we've got Malcolm from the North, Lucas Devlin, Stan Kanopka, Dylan, Miss Malevolent, Wesley Paul, and Liberative. Liberative? Any, Am I saying that right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You have to ask this person. Uh, any specific questions or instructions other than don't play that song ever again? 
It was mostly that. Yeah. No, no <laughs> real questions. Yeah. Okay. So thanks to Bill Nye for, uh, and for we earning... hit a thousand live viewers. Ooh, well that's great. That's really awesome. Um, and now they're all going to leave. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, trust me, you've seen the cringiest parts of this show. It gets better from here. You've made it I over swear. Cringe Mountain and it actually gets better. Um, so please uh, be sure to stick around. That um, that debate with River Gibbs is right around the corner here after the intermission. I thought it was entertaining. And thank you for those of you who've been waiting for your patience. Thanks as always to our live viewers, our live chatters, specifically our super chatters. Uh, shit posting away keeping us honest while we try to maintain <laughs> sincerity and for staying up late for a late show tonight if you're listening on youtube or on an audio platform on demand thank you kindly as well for supporting the show there is more material including the call-in show on the audio platforms you can check those out itunes google play soundcloud anywhere you can find your podcast you can find us they're all linked conveniently in the description for you you can always email us that's beauty in the beta at gmail.com we will be back next sunday because if it's Sunday, I'm sorry, Chuck Todd. It is not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta, River Gibbs, up next. Thanks a lot. Bye, Have guys. Good night. Welcome back. We are pleased to have our guest tonight, Critic of Blonde, uh, fellow YouTuber, River Gibbs. River, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I am but an observer in this dispute here. So the format of this discussion or this debate is it'll be an open forum for River to air his grievances against Blonde. Blonde can respond. We'll go for, we'll say around 15 minutes or so. I'm only going to intervene if things get out of hand or, you know, way off topic or something. Uh, but that's why I have, you know, my popcorn here and my beer <laughs> is because I am just here to sit like everybody else and observe and, and enjoy. Um, is at that the end, I, like no, it's actually a local craft beer. I've upgraded oh. all the, all that Patreon help, you know, we're, <laughs> we're really rolling in it. Um, anyways, and at the end, I'll have two questions uh, I'd like to ask River. Awesome. Uh, so there's there's not a super formal structure here. River, thank you for coming on the show to discuss in person. I, I'll say it to any critic who does. Most people don't actually show up. So credit where it's due. Really? Appreciate that. And uh, the floor is yours. And I'll shut up now. Yeah, I think we should start, though, by um, you giving everybody a rundown of your response video um, and then the subsequent response video that you made in case people, in case our audience is unfamiliar with uh, with this. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised uh, most critics don't come. I'm a straight shooter. But uh, yeah, I, I saw your video uh, you made that was basically about sexism and how women were. The comment you said that I took the most issue with, you said that women have less mental fortitude. Right. And but I was talking about in relation to military combat. <clears throat> 
Right, in, in military, which there, there's nothing there's nothing to back that up. I mean, if, if you, I was talking to some of your minions in the comments, and if, if you want to talk about male and female physical strength, okay, I'm, yes, if you took the average man compared to the average woman, of course, there's going to be a physical difference. I'm, I'm not, you know, delusional to facts, but I was talking to some of your people in the comments, and they were saying, you know, well, how would you feel if you were a, a six foot tall, 350 pound man fighting next to a 115 pound woman? I mean, the, the type of women who are in combat are not, you know, skinny, 115 pound fighters. That's false. That's false. They've lowered the standards for military requirements. My boyfriend's a Marine and he has people um, <clears throat> in his unit that are that are small women that straight up cannot do any of the physical requirements that the men can do. Yeah, okay, but the mental fortitude comment. There's no. Study. Are you going to Are you going to tell me even if even if I can't back this up and even if I do concede this, are you going to tell me that women are they they aren't more emotional? The average woman is not more emotional than the average man. You're telling me that that the sexes react the same to to wartime situations that men are not better inherently at dealing with that. See, the problem is you're boxing this into men and women. Different people are emotional on different bases. Right, right. But I'm talking about a, what I was talking about in that video is a man's protective instinct, which I think is inherent to most men. And I've heard this from combat veterans when they when they work with women. If they get injured, they are more inclined to break protocol to help the woman than they would if than if it, it were a man because they want to protect women. Men want to protect women. Are you going to say that that's not true? I, I would like to see that study or, or see who made that claim. I, I okay. just think oh, I will concede the emotional thing. That's fine if, if I can't prove that. But but just based on men, the average man having 50% more brute strength than the average woman, shouldn't that preclude women from being in the military? No. No but right, they can't carry they can't carry their own um, packs. They, they have harder times with guns. Just, they, they don't have the same stride. Can they I ask one endurance. point of clarification? Are you speaking about combat specifically or just the military yeah. generally? Okay. Uh, no, combat specifically, the ops thing, that doesn't make a difference then. The, the women who are in the military are on the above average, plus there's, I think it's only like 14% of, of the military is female. The pro, why, why are you so hell-bent on this? What, what is so important? It's almost like you're... Because, you're it endangers, because it endangers the men that are in combat as well, oh, because shit. they will not... They will not follow protocol. And um, I'm reading this article about <clears throat> about military advantages for men, and then there are all these females that are talking about it. It's not that we can't carry the weight. It's that we don't have the same size. We have males that are around their six feet tall. They have longer strides. We cannot catch up with them or keep up with them. It's not, this is a woman. This is a, a female Marine. So, and, and, and my boyfriend says this all the time. He's like, they just cannot perform at the same level as the men. They just can't. That is, that is so, I mean, First of all, I've, I've watched a lot of your guys' video and, and videos, and I don't disagree with everything. One of the things that I've agreed with and I've harped on the liberals about is the over-the-top political correctness. But sometimes the words do add up, and there is a definition to sexism. And when you say women have less mental fortitude, or, you know what, let's get In off that. In military combat, though. In military combat. If that's not sexist, what is? But it's not even that comment. I watched a video earlier today. You literally said liberal men have, what was it? You said liberal men have, you know, can't be leaders. And you also said, and I quote, liberal men are not the type of men who will shoot guns, 
work on cars or you and you said they won't put up with my shit. Yeah, how is that not sexist? So you're saying the job of every man is to tell women is to put them in their place and not and tell them I'm not putting up with your no, bullshit. No, 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 no. I say that that, is, that makes relationships easier. And you act like I'm some kind of a subordinate, like I've always been this way. You know, I, I used to work in Wall Street finance. I was a career woman. I, I'm not like somebody that's like, oh, I have to serve my man. But I've been, been in a variety of relationships, and they're just better when women are submissive. And I've seen relationships with role reversals where, oh. where I've seen relationships with role, role reversals where women are wearing the pants, and they're consistently dysfunctional sexually and otherwise, and the kids end up screwed up. Gender relations are there for a reason. Oh, they are. Are you serious? You can't be serious. But you're, I am, saying I'm that not, you're not refuting what I'm saying. You're doing exactly what you did in that response video, which is being like, oh my God, I can't believe this This bimbo believes this. Refute my I argument. Can't. I can't believe Why? That. Why? Why? And, I, and, I, I, and the irony, the, this is so rich in irony that I am getting a lecture from an effeminate man about what it's like to be a woman because he was raised by a single mom. What? What are you talking about? You're using your personal experiences to apply to both genders and you're telling me that I'm sexist. Do you not okay. see how rich an irony this is? No, I don't. And I would have I would have more respect for you if you said, you know what, I am sexist and I embrace it. But the fact that you claim not to be sexist, if putting women I'm in not. A I'm not. I appreciate what women have to offer and what men have to offer. And I appreciate they bring their own things to careers, to relationships, uh, to different entities. Um, and that's what I love about gender dynamics. People need to generally fall into their gender dynamics if they want to have normal lives. Oh my God. But what is a normal life? Who defines that? I mean, why? Okay, there's some truth to what you're saying as far as physical strength statistics. That's as far as I'll go. But why are you so hell bent on putting people in their boxes and putting them in their roles? There's because absolutely. This is how society better functions. This is that, how society that, better functions. You cannot. You were raised back by that a up. single mom. You were raised by, which you, which you told me in that response video, this is not something I'm just pulling out of my ass. Can you tell me seriously, you do not think you would be more well-rounded, uh, a, a better person, more masculine, if you had a father at home? Well, okay, no, I would not be more masculine. What, what is the big deal about that? Why, why are you saying, so you're saying men must be 100% masculine? No, 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 I'm not saying that they have to be. I mean, I don't know what your situation is. I'm saying in a heterosexual relationship, it is better when the man is oh. dominant. Oh, okay. Why? Some people prefer it different. Why are you so hellbent on that? Because this is, I said it before, this is how society functions, you know, more smoothly. This is how people do best in relations. It's how they That's have the highest chance, how they have the high, you're telling me that a, a marriage between a man and a woman, that those children don't have the highest chance of success of any other relationship dynamic? I mean, that's provable. I can pull up statistics on that the, right now. The, gen the gender of the parents are not a factor, boo-boo. It's about their their situations at, at home, their home life, their upbringing. I'm sure some statistics are probably skewed but because of people living in, in different socioeconomic areas, but it has nothing to do with their gender. But do you believe that you would have had a different life, a better, more well-rounded life if you had two parents that were home for you? Different, but not better. I'm completely content. I, oh, shit. You, you can't be serious. I, 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 I'm completely I, serious. You're still not refuting my arguments, though. You're just saying you, you can't be serious. I can't believe you believe this. Well, that's not a fucking argument. I mean, how, how am I not refuting it? I mean, you're, you're, just saying, you're, you're saying it doesn't matter. You're saying it doesn't matter what families are like. It doesn't matter what the genders of the parents are. People turn out relatively the same anyway. That yeah, is demonstrably that's untrue. That, you, no, you had, there, there's no study 
that back there are up. so many studies about heterosexual parents and how that and how, how that allows children to be well-rounded. What are you talking about? This is studied uh, out the ass. I, I would challenge that, and, and if so, it, it's probably not. I, I would look into who did the study. That's absolutely untrue. It okay? It okay? The thing I the thing that upsets me the most about it is why you're so why this is is a topic of interest for you. You're you're not homosexual. You're not a man, and, and it, I'm just shocked that a woman who grew, you grew up in Seattle, right? No, I grew up in the Midwest. Oh, okay. Well, I'm shocked that a woman living in Seattle can have this kind of viewpoint. I mean, you literally said that you want men to tell you, to, to put you in your place and not to put up with your bullshit. That's yeah, and I think, I think that, no, no, but I'm a woman, and you all you give a shit about is personal that experience. Is what about what about my personal experience being this gender? You're trying to tell me what I know about being a woman. You don't yes, see how I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you that you're wrong. No, I'm, I'm right about this because I have been in jobs where, um, you know, I've really had to wear the pants. I've been aggressive in relationships. I've been dominant in relationships. And my life became easier. My personal relationships became easier when I took a back seat and let the man lead. And I think that most women feel that way. Most well, women. I'm not right? saying all women. I'm not saying this is how every relationship has to be. But this is how the most functional relationships are. This is how the best traditional marriages work. And this is how children turn out the best. It is. I've absolutely false and plus the, the the especially in america the pool of people on both of those sides it's not equivalent enough to get a statistical uh, accurate answer plus that's not okay mo not most women some women i mean maybe like you the more you know skinny supermodel blonde purse dog carrying carrying your dog in a purse women maybe you do like that better maybe you like a man telling you to, to put you in your place. And if so, okay. I, I am saying you. the average woman does better when oh. a man is the leader in the relationship. All I and can say why do you think that relationships end up like that naturally more often than any other relationship dynamic? Do you think it's some fucking accident? No, I think it's because most people are heterosexual. So you're talking about the natural dynamic of being a heterosexual? Yeah, that's and most... People, people fall into this relationship dynamic. It does, yeah, but it, it has nothing to do with their children. No, no, I'm talking about how their children turn out. <clears throat> it has nothing to do with that. The reason most men and the reason more men are with women is because most people are heterosexual in the world. That that has nothing to do with how their children turn out. Uh, right. I'm I'm talking. Those are two unrelated things. How their children turn out. And hold on, I'm pulling up a study on that. Um, children, this is the Washington Times. Children are more apt to succeed well as adults when they spend their entire childhood with married mother and father present. And they have a, they have a whole study on this. I'll link it to you right now. This is studied out the ass. Um, not a single study has found children of lesbian or gay parents to be disadvantaged in any significant respect, but there are multiple respects where they have and negative outcomes. Yeah, and there are multiple respects where straight parents, where the children have negative outcomes too. So you're saying that... Can, I, is can I ask what one of the respects is? What what respect in what respect would a straight relationship have a negative impact on the child? Um, I'm reading this right now, but like uh, I can, just intuitively, I can tell you that it's going to make their personal relationships, their subsequent relationships, more difficult. Um, if they're raised with homosexual parents, I mean, they're not going to know what gender dynamics are because there are no gender dynamics. What really? is that? 
are no gender dynamics. How can you possibly tell me that? Define gender dynamics. You just said that people are heterosexual. They fall into traditional type relationships because that's more natural. And then you're going to tell me there are no No. gender dynamics. Heterosexual traditionalism is a gender dynamic. No, it's biology. It's because heterosexual is what's most common and normal for reproduction. And I would advocate that there's a biological component to traditionalism. But it has nothing to do with the role of the sexes. It's simply based on reproduction. It has nothing to do... Uh, hetero, okay. Traditionalism has nothing to do with the roles of the sexes? How? When people are talking about traditionalism, for the most part, they're talking about having a man that leads the household. The, okay, if, if you found a study, it's also skewed because homosexual partnerships, children raised under them, a lot of times they have to be adopted, maybe as teenagers. So there are a lot of other struggles from their childhood of not having anybody that could make them less productive members of society or have mental issues, but that has nothing to do with who raised them. I think we should move on for this. We're talking, we're talking in yeah. circles. We're about to come up. Well, we are, at a, we are at about the 15 minute mark. So, um, I have two questions. How's that popcorn, Matt? It was good. It's really good. And thank you guys for a great discussion. Uh, my first question, you kind of sniped me on this a little bit, but I'm still not satisfied. So I want to hear your answer. Why? Um, you're familiar with the WNBA, right? The what? The WNBA. Yeah. And the NBA. Yeah. Why are those different things? What's your point? Um, why are those different things? As far as race? No. Why is the WNBA a separate thing from the NBA? I'm not big on sports. You would have to elaborate further. Um, well, are, are you familiar with the WNBA? Yes. The Women's National Basketball Association? I've heard of it. Oh, yes. For gender. And, and the NBA? Yeah. Is yeah. The there NBA? are physical differences. But, Ab- but, wouldn't, but per your reasoning, women who play basketball are just as competitive as men, right? Women who are in combat roles. I mean, the type of woman who plays basketball isn't like 5'1", 90 pounds. So why don't they play in the NBA? Because they're both on the, on the top of the average. What, what are you ta- you're, so you're telling me that there is no woman that can overpower a man by playing basketball? Do I think that a woman could succeed in the NBA? No. What, Maybe what, Brittany Griner. Maybe. Maybe there's one. Okay, okay, okay. But, but let me ask you this. What situation in combat would you be concerned for the safety of other men if, if women were in combat beside them? You're telling Virtually me much, all of them. As much as those people train, I heard you say some Have comment you, let about... Let me ask you this. Have you ever spoken to any combat or military personnel informing this opinion? Former people who have been in the military, yes. And that's another Com- point out. Combat infantry. A- absolutely. That's another and they point say, I wanted to... Okay, I, I would like you to speak to that. Okay, yeah, I have a friend. He's older, and he was drafted back in Vietnam. He was one of the most scrawniest men that you could ever imagine. And I'm sure that there are women in the military who could easily have overpowered him. When you say that I'm sure, I mean, have you ever seen athletic competitions between untrained males and trained females? Well, let's talk about this crowd I mean, it's, it's, thing. It's not even close. That is a good example. Okay, you, you know explain... Steven Crowder, River? What? You know Steven Crowder? <clears throat> uh, I think so. Well, he has this chick on his show, uh, Courtney, what is her last name? Kirchhoff? Courtney Kirchhoff? 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 She does CrossFit. She's like a 
she's like a tough gal. She's she trains ripped. as far as I know, pretty much every day. She trains all the time. She's got these huge biceps. And then he has this uh, other guy in his show, not gay Jared. And he is like a five foot two, 110 pound, just little bean pole. They um, arm wrestled like a few weeks ago and time after time, just, he just slayed her and she's just everything that she's got. And this is a tiny man and like a fit CrossFit, like large woman. And he just kicked her ass time and time again. I mean, your average small man is stronger than like your average butch woman. It's just the oh, way they are. This is the problem with conservatives. You see one example and you try to equate that to the no, entire no, no. No. You, you no. see the You see the you one see example, example and you try yeah. to generalize from that. You're the one okay. saying, are you saying there's no woman who could overpower a man? Yeah, in a, an extremely unheard of isolated case. You're the one taking the anecdote and generalizing oh, from there. We're talking about kidding. the data. You've got Are you, do you have data otherwise? Or do you have one story about one woman who might be stronger than one shrimpy guy? Yes, yes. There's what are the data? Liv, look around. I, I, I will send you articles later. But this I do is... live. I do look around. The women are a lot weaker than the men. Where do you live? Everywhere. <laughs> I know. I know. It's true. Um, I just found some data on this uh, gay parents thing, so I just want to circle back to this really quick. And this is from the New York Times and also Slate, so I've got a nice leftist publication. All right. The study looked at a nationally representative sample of 3,000 people ages 18 to 39. Um, the study controlled for factors like parent education, income, the perceived level, level of tolerance for gays in their communities, and whether the child was bullied as a result of the parent's sexual orientation. Participants who grew up in intact traditional families reported the lowest average level of problems in their current life, including drug use, unemployment, depression, um, and other things. Uh, participants who grew up in non-traditional arrangements with gay parents, example, or a single mother, or in a step family with a late divorce, reported high levels of all of these problems. So those saying, who said they had a parent who had a same-sex relationship fared somewhat worse than those in other non-traditional families. So, so people with gay parents had the worst outcome of even people with single mothers. For instance, 38% of those with lesbian mothers were on public assistance. First of all, because they, they were adopted, so generally, people but I didn't see anything about it. Adoption that that's not necessarily true. Oh, so they so they had them naturally. That, that, could, that can be the case if there's an egg donor. Okay, but, right. no, but that, that's that's the case a lot of the time. Don't say oh please, that's fairly common. I, I would that's doubt that. Actually, that's most of the gay people that I know that have kids, um, they. Uh, how many gay people do you know? Okay. Oh, so, so why do you assume that we don't know do gay know? people? Why I know. I got, I've got tons of gay friends. No, and my ex-boyfriend gave sperm to his lesbian well, sister. I, I feel so. sorry. I feel sorry for him. The gay friends that you have. So for you're my gay friends, why? why? You're, you're, so you're saying therefore most of them would admit this. They would. Yeah, so you're saying gay couples cannot have children. I didn't say that. Then why, what are you trying to prove? I said, I am, I'm, I'm just stating a fact about how children that grow up in gay families have a lower chance for success than traditional families. And that's right. just absolutely so true. let them have children. No, I it, certainly it's not. What's your goal? What is your goal with that? Are you the goal that is I encouraging the ideal. Because of the, because of the yeah. goal behind them. I, I don't have a stated goal. You're encouraging the idea yeah. of heterosexual no. Here's, what, here's what I'm saying. We don't, yeah, you don't have I to say. traditionalism. It's my whole yeah. shtick. It's, it's not. It's not either or. You, you can't. You don't have to say it's either this or that. You can say, look, here is something that tends to work better than other arrangements. We should do what we can to encourage that. If people want to deviate from that, that's fine. But I'm we're not encourage saying that gay people can't have children. That's not. That's it's, not what I'm saying. That is what you're saying. You're no, I, I never said that. I am saying that it is irrefutably true that the children that grow up in heterosexual households 
fare better across the board than children that grow up with same-sex parents or single parents. And that is just demonstrably true. I can prove it in a million ways. You cannot tell me that that's not true. Bimbo, bimbo. Listen, you're, incur <laughs> you're encouraging. Like that, mediate. Come on. You're, you're, you're encouraging. Yeah, there'll be no sexism allowed in this debate, please. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yeah, well. Uh, if there's no sexism on your channel, you'd have to probably take down every video. But, the, wait, there's only one person here ripping on people's appearance, calling them bimbos, saying, you don't fit your gender role. Let me tell you how to fit well, your no, gender no, role. No, no, he said I fit my gender role too well. Oh, That's okay. what it is. I'm just too much of a woman. By the way, I don't care. I don't care if you call us sexist. I don't care if you call her sexist. I know. My whole point I. is you don't get to call people sexist and then be sexist. Be sexist. It's, the yeah, it's the hypocrisy. It's not the sexist. Yes, I do, because it's called political correctness. It's called satire. The response video I made was satire. Oh, 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 oh there it is. Oh, well, this, is. this channel's oh. satire. Okay, <laughs> nobody's serious. Put on our clown noses and no they one's responsible right. for anything anymore. But Blonde yeah. is. Blonde is. Yeah. She, yeah. I've got to be held accountable. That's so politically. That is so politically correct, and I love how you got, you guys talk bad about political I'm correctness. I'm super until it sure works that you know what that means. What what? Yeah, I don't think. What do you think political correctness? When have we ever spoken again? When we when have we ever spoken in favor of political correctness? Mind you, I'm not calling you out for sexism. I'm calling out you out for hypocrisy of calling other people sexist while being sexist. It's right. the hypocrisy. It's I, not I'm the not, sexism. I'm not being sexist. I'm being an asshole. I, I can are have, being sexist. I can have two different. I can have two different opinions at once. I'm the one. You you guys are the one who were calling saying women have less mental fortitude. Saying women should be. Who called. was you guys? Yeah. can say that. I did. By the way. Yeah. Okay, well, you guys are very big supporters of each other. But Bimbo <laughs> Bimbo was the one who said that women have less mental fortitude and that women should be told to not have their shit be put up with. I said and women like then, to be told. And then, oh, I didn't no. say they should. Okay, and I was maybe. talking about me specifically and formally I was yeah, talking about in a military setting. You yeah. specifically, because I doubt that's the majority of the female population. It is. And I and yes, you you are a bimbo at the same time. We do have to wrap this up. My whole family just got home, so. Okay. Um, can I ask you, we'll, we'll close the, the quote-unquote hostile portion of the debate, although, you know, as far as I'm concerned, whatever. Uh, oh, I, I thank you for coming on. Um, I, can I ask you something, like, on good terms? And I, it's going to kind of come out of nowhere, but I'm genuinely curious, and I don't mean it, um, like, with any kind of hostile intent. Of course. What can you tell me about Bigfoot? <laughs> hey, thank you. you know what, we have I'm, a lot in common here. I'm serious. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. In my shirt right now, it says, God, the greatest lie ever told, because a belief in a God is the greatest level of, of, of delusion. And yes, I was a child. I believed in Bigfoot, and children let go of childish things. The same. I don't. I think he's still out there. I think you can help me find him, I'm, and I'm being serious. Anyway. The same should be said for people who believe in a God. They should let go of childish fantasies. Would you be, would you object, and, and I, I, I am serious, people who listen to the show, people who uh, follow me know that I have this, like, it's not that I believe Bigfoot is real, I just really want Bigfoot to be real, and I have, like, a 30 or 40 second clip from, from some of your Bigfoot stuff in Kentucky. Can I play that? Would you be mad go if ahead, I played it? Go ahead. Okay, go so I will play that now. And again, I speak, I would like to do this stuff, because I want to find Bigfoot, so... I just want to share some of your field work in Kentucky. I've come to Anderson County, Kentucky, the county in the state with Wait, the highest on. number. My thing's not working. No. 
Why won't it work? Hold on, I gotta get this to play, because it's too good. God, my brother's <laughs> throwing shit at me. This is not... This is the worst debate ever. Stop hold it. on, hold on. Yeah, don't, um, Ryan, Ryan, fuck off for a little bit. Matt says fuck off for a little bit, Ryan. <laughs> Just throwing his pistachio shells at me. This is awesome. This is what happens when you try there to... There we go. Back. Okay, now I'm good. This is, um, this is some of River Gibbs uh, stuff in Kentucky looking for Bigfoot. I've come to Anderson County, Kentucky, the county in the state with the highest number of reports of a bipedal ape. All right, history is about to be made. It's been several years since I've been out here on an expedition. And that also means it's been several years since I've let out a vocalization, a call for North American primate. Now, I warn you, I might be a little rusty, okay? Okay, apparently there's a tornado in progress at Blonde's house. We're, before we get out of here, was any of it successful? Was any did, you find, did, you, did you find evidence? Like, is there is there Bigfoot evidence out there? Uh, no, I think there's some... Uh, no, there's, there's no evidence, but there's also yeah. no evidence for a god either. So. Well, well it's, you and I, we might have some common ground there as well. Um, you know, good, good. We talk so about, maybe, maybe I, I don't know about Blonde. Blonde and I don't really discuss religion too much. Maybe we should One have day. Time, but, I'm not so um, sure. I don't in any it. case. Next time we will. <laughs> in any case, yes. Um, you're welcome to come back if you want to hash it out again. We don't have to do the, we make whatever videos you want. We don't have to do the response video to battle thing if you don't want to, though. Um, Oh man, come on, please. Well, I, I mean, I'm not one of those. Sometimes people get pissed and like, oh, don't, don't do that. Make whatever you want, of course. But I will say, like, if if you want to be critical of any of us here or this show or whatever, you're welcome to to come to come on and do it. Because, like I said, people just don't. So I'll, I'll try not to take too big of a shit on you in the next video. <laughs> oh yeah, do me next, please. Do me next. I I'm hey, on. you got a Frenchie. I know it's Ryan's dog. I didn't know Ryan yeah. has a Frenchie. He's even cooler he than I thought. What's his Frenchie's name? He said, yeah, he does. He said, his name's Bash. This is Maynard. Oh. Well, now we really got to hang out. Becca loves him, though. I do love him. He's a good boy. He's yeah, good well, boy. yeah. she calls my dog a flat-faced, I don't know, whatever you... I don't he is. Know, something his dogs mean. are freak shows. They shouldn't exist. He can oh, yeah, they're, they're very unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> I got to okay. go. I gotta yeah, go. we'll, we'll get out of here. Uh, thank you, River. Um, Thanks for joining us, River. And uh, we'll speak to you in the future, I'm sure. Okay, bye, guys. You.